Well, hello everybody. How are you all diddling and welcome and how are you, Mr. Brandon? I'm good. McCaffrey? How are you diddly doodling? Well, I'm diddly doodling all right. Oh, look at that, Flanders. I know we've got a fabulous little show. We have, do. We have got Emma Dears here to talk about the fabulous Judy and Liza. Oh, it's good that you know, because life is a cabaret. Life is a cabaret, old chum. Indeed. And maybe this time we'll get the second part of the wonderful interview with Julie Goodyear. Yes, she is a dame. She needs to be a dame. She needs to be a dame. Hashtag bring back bet. Hashtag bring back bet. Indeed. So stick around, everybody. We've got a Full wonderful show for you, only on Your Manchester. First up, we've got the fantastic Emma Dears, who's here to talk us about a show that's been 10 years in the making, Judy and Liza. We should have taken it out on tour last year to Margaret's 10th anniversary, but obviously with everything that's been going on, it wasn't possible. So this is yes. our kind of big 10-year 10 10 year tour, yeah? So what kind of thing brought it about? Why Judy and Liza? Well, I'm a big Judy Garland fan, always was as a child, um, love her films and, you know, she's just incredible. Um, I I went into the West End um, as an actress and I was constantly being compared to Liza, even though I'd never really tried to emulate Liza at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But especially American fans used to come to the stage door and say, oh, my God, you're so like Liza. So it was like, right, okay." Um, And then I got offered a job over in Monte Carlo, just a concert, one concert to play her and... uh, and I loved it. And so I thought that mother-daughter relationship has always fascinated me. So I thought, well, let's write a show about it. <laughs> so I did. So what does the show entail then? Where are we picking up Judy and Liza from? Well, it's loosely based around the 1964 concert that they both did together at the Palladium, um, when mm-hmm. basically Judy was struggling a little bit. So she invited Liza to come and do it with her. And Liza was 19 at the time. And um, I think Liza... You know, it was a real show of her talents for the first time, you know, and a mum, you can actually see on the video footage, a mum kind of going, oh, okay. <laughs> right, she's that good. <laughs> um, oh, on me. That's, oh, right, okay. So a, a little bit. Well, it, it's funny because you see her do things like pull her microphone down and, you know, and it's all about, yes, darling, but it's, you know, it's my show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it is fascinating. So it's loosely based around that. However, in the first half, Judy tells Liza's story, and in the second half, Liza tells no other way around. Liza tells Judy's, and then Judy tells Liza's, and it's mm. it's fascinating how they kind of mirror each other, especially with their songs and their stories and their marriages. You know, <laughs> well, they are quite a sensational family, yeah. aren't they? Aren't they just? Yeah, aren't I mean, they the, just? The stories are Hollywood through and through, aren't they? I know, I know, and. It's very, very sad, um, but it's also our show is very much a celebration of it. It's it's not yeah. about doing anyone down, you know. It really is a celebration of these two amazing talents. Because well, um, they, they are such both amazing performers in their own right. Especially, obviously, Judy got big, obviously doing Wizard of Oz and whatnot, and other yeah. films that she'd done. And Liza, whenever she spoke out about her growing up through it, she did mention that she felt she grew up in the shadow a bit. But of course, she definitely yeah. grew into her own performer as she grew up. Yeah, she's well, she's got star quality without question, hasn't she? You know, and, and that's very hard to keep down. And, you know, she developed her own style. She didn't try to copy her mother. You know, she's 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 definitely got style as our Liza. So how do you go about getting into the character then? I have one word and one word only, and that's fabulous. <laughs> as soon as I say fabulous, I'm there. <laughs> you know? and are, are all the songs from Judy and Liza that we know, are they all in the show? Absolutely, yeah. There's a phenomenal amount of songs that you would know. And a couple that you might not know. Some of Liza's are 
because I find personally her cabaret stuff is um, there's a song called Sorry I Asked, which is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe this time cabaret trolley song, uh, Man That Got Away, you know, they're Did all we get in Liza there. with a Z. Liza with a Z is definitely oh, in there. So that's one of my favorite performances. It's brilliant, I've ever isn't it? Sees when she does Liza with a Z. Oh, it's incredible. brilliant. It's brilliant. And absolutely brilliant. Has, has anything gone wrong? Um, on the stage during your time? <laughs> um, well, Helen might not like me saying this, but <laughs> there's, a scene, <laughs> there's a scene in our show where it, it, Born in a Trunk where she takes, she puts on the, um, the like black jacket and the, and, and the trilby hat, you know. Um, and so this one day she was getting changed. She gets the, tr- she takes the, the, the shirt off, the blouse off, which she normally has a vest on underneath. And she mm. took it off and realised she'd forgotten to put a vest on. <laughs> so she, she, she's there, you know, getting changed, doing, doing born in a trunk with a completely straight face with, with just a bra and an open jacket. Which is... You've had that problem before, haven't you? Hal? Always, yes. As long as I don't forget the bra, I'm generally not too fussed, to be honest with you. Uh, so where can we find this then with, within our lovely region? Right, well, we're doing Hope Fest, um, yes, which yes. is is um, Hope Theatre's kind of outdoor festival. It's covered, so um, it's not outdoor, outdoor. Um, and that's, we're on on the 18th of, se- uh, sorry, 18th of July. It's a Sunday at 7.30. Um, so tickets can be bought from Hope, Fe- I think it's Hope Fest um, rather than Hope Mill. But if you go to Hope Mill, then it will it will direct you to there. Oh, we'll be able to say hello. Excellent. Yeah, we look forward to that. We're actually doing Hope Fest as well, I believe. We're oh, a couple are you? Days. We're on the 20th, we're so it'll be on the same time. Oh, yeah. wow. the week. brilliant. Oh, it's exciting, So if you isn't could it? keep it clean and tidy, please. Thank you. I'll do my best. I'll leave you a present. <laughs> we know what Judy and Liza are like. Don't stay in character for too long. Yes. Anyway, Emma Diaz, this is, sounds like, I mean, I'm really into the show. It sounds like mm-hmm. it's going to be absolutely phenomenal and I can't wait to see it. Oh, uh, thank so, you. Best of British with it, I guess. And, and for um, you with yours. That's exciting. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you very, very soon. Amadeus, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, we listened to a few stories last week and we've got more of them now for you with Mr. Mark Llewellyn, all about the legend, hashtag bring back bet, Dame Julie Goodyear. You're still receiving all these letters from all around the world, aren't you? I am. And it's wonderful. Do you realize the impact that you've had on people's lives not really no i don't it's just a wonderful thing and i enjoyed every minute of what i was doing it was wonderful i enjoyed it and still people watching your episodes all around the world aren't they incredible yeah lots of leopard print in here your trademark you've got leopards over there you've got leopard there there's a leopard print bin over there it's everywhere your cushions <laughs> well it's always been kind hasn't it very very viable for people then yeah everybody was going mad for leopard print yeah you put it on the map <laughs> and it wasn't that expensive on places like you know berry market and whatnot and is that where you did your shopping for bed a lot yeah Mm-hmm. You were yeah. brought up in a pub, weren't you, in the Bay Horse? The Bay Horse Hotel. Yeah. yeah. So when you went into the Rovers, you kind of knew it was home ground in a way, wasn't it? Mm. It did help, yeah. Because I think that's one of the things that most people say, is when you watch you and Roy as Bet and Alec behind the bar, it mm. A, you felt like a real couple, but the pub felt real, probably 
one of the strongest times in the street. The, the, it felt like a real pub, but you went to great lengths to make sure everything was right, didn't you? I certainly did. So you love working with Roy, didn't you? Of course. Of course we did. Yep. And I think like a couple, you also tried to make each other laugh, didn't you? There's one scene that never made it on air. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it was a bad scene. And uh, he had a nightie on and I had uh, pyjamas on. And we hadn't been in, in the bed for very long. Five seconds, we were told. All I could hear was... <laughs> and it was a vibrator. <laughs> it got under the covers. So I thought, right, OK. And, I mean, all the crew, everybody was in hysterics. Yeah. So I pressed my pyjama top. And it it played the only way is up. <laughs> well, that made them worse. <laughs> we were threatened with the sack. I wish we could have still seen it. Well, yes, well, they didn't show it. <laughs> no. Somewhere in a vault, somewhere. <laughs> Quite. Yeah. Everybody will now be looking for that scene. <laughs> well, wow. oh, I wish I could get it. <laughs> but was that the thing, really? You both knew what you were going to do. You knew your characters. You would rehearse together. You knew your lines. And then that kind of allowed you a bit of freedom to do your own thing. And that's really why it worked, because it had that extra layer to it. Well, it did. But, you know, it wasn't in the script. No. <laughs> was it? <laughs> So that's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, oh, the Wicked Queen. Yeah, mm. they were lovely. And I was asked to go on uh, a stage when, when all the audience was there and, and tell them that these are little people of restricted growth. And Kenny Baker, one of the dwarves, yeah. shouted from the front, We're f***ing dwarves, you <laughs> daft twat! <laughs> And it threw me completely, <laughs> completely. I didn't know what to do. I was sitting, but the audience were in hysterics. And that means a lot to me. Yeah. Next up, we've got an amazing singer who's been rising up through the world in the past few years. We've got Paul Usher. I'm trying to, trying to grasp that dream by writing and producing as much music as possible, even during the pandemic. So it's uh, a good way to be. How did it all begin for you then? Oh, well, many moons ago, um, I was singing in you know, school choirs and entering you know, talent competitions, etc., and uh, winning quite a few. Just to, just to put that out there. <laughs> and uh, always wanted to play the piano and taught myself the piano and learned I could, uh, you know, make that into songwriting, etc. And just went from there, really. So it was school and a love of, like, reading as well. And I thought, oh, I can do lyrics and just wanted to show off all the time. So that's where I started. And I've uh, been writing and producing and, and singing ever since. Well, obviously, um, we've listened to a few of your songs that you've released over the years. Thank you. you seem to always have a uh, a bit of a storyline going through them. Is is that something you aim for whenever you write a new song? You always want something that a, a listener can connect to. Um, yes, basically. I mean, I never sort of uh, sit down and intend to write a story, but there's lots of um, you know just just anecdotes from life which you want to tell in song, and then you can't help but have a narrative. But um, in a couple of my singles. Uh, not to sound like Adele, but they've been about, uh, of course, you know, a heartbreak and you write about it, don't you? But um, I know my first single was called uh, Jesus is a Preston Boy and my latest yes. single is called uh, Never Gonna Leave Him. And it's actually about the same 
guy, but not just the same guy the same night and viewing it from different angles, etc. So there is kind of a narrative arc to the songs, yeah. It's a very much like um, a meld of a bit of R&B kind of style. Yeah, I mean, um, the previous songs are slightly more R&B than this because uh, my influences range from everything from, you know, Alicia Keys to, to Rihanna and things. This one's slightly more dancey just because we all needed a bit of dance in our lives. We're all clutching oh, yeah. for that club. Sweet clutching of that club so um this is more of a yeah a dancey version but um are you um planning on getting out live anywhere um i don't have any gigs booked at the moment but if anybody wants to make me any offers i am here i am ready i will bring my piano and backing tracks and things along but um yes I, i'd love to be booking gigs obviously the pandemic's put a big stop to that at the moment well it's coming back yes. soon 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 but uh yes i i love performing and uh, i'm happy to perform anywhere and everywhere you want me to it's amazing. Is there any more songs coming up that we can be expecting to come out in the next year or so then? Yeah, so I've recorded the next single already and also already recorded the video. So I don't have a release date for that, but it will be September. Just, just don't know the exact date. But uh, I actually recorded the video for that in Blackpool as well. So keeping it, keeping oh. it local and northern and things. So, yeah. And um, Paul, where do we find your music currently then? Um, so my name is Paul Usher, and if you put that into Spotify and Amazon and YouTube, mm -hmm. I'll pop up or hopefully pop up in top, one of the top results. Uh, or my website is paulushermusic.com. You can find all my socials there and me using filters again to try and get, you know, make people like the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? Well, we look forward to hearing a lot more from you over the next oh. few months, years, and indeed I can mm -hmm. see you going for forever, Flower, with that type of music. Oh, thank you very, very much. So I've been out and about everybody looking at some wonderful hidden gems and this is probably one of them yeah, situated in Salford this is a little place known as the Candy Cabin hello I'm Alex Smythe um, me and my brother currently own the Candy Cabin down in Salford um, I'm a mum of three beautiful children so as you can imagine I am very very busy it was an old-fashioned sweet shop, so you, it was, there was, it was every kid's dream, basically. In, back in 2012, um, we lost our dad to a huge, huge heart attack. Um, he was on his way back to the candy cabin one Sunday afternoon after running it in the morning, um, and he collapsed just down the road. My mum throughout her life has experienced some real, real hardship. Um, so... She just got, she, she had like, she was like a lioness. She, she was like just feisty, but she was the most beautiful person that you could honestly have ever met. Um, she just got stuck back in after we lost my dad. She just went straight back to work. So my mum's goal quickly became just to reach 50. Now for us, that's, I, me personally, if, what happened to my parents wouldn't have happened. I would have just thought I was taking that for granted to reach 50 years of age. Um, unfortunately, back in 2016, in September, my mum had just reached 50 in the March. Um, my mum was diagnosed with cancer of the esophagus. So we had to close the beloved candy cabin down so she could undergo chemo and radiotherapy treatment. Um, obviously, as it has living accommodation to the rear, um, she still lived at the property, but we just closed, closed the business side down. Um, my mum, she, she fought, she fought, and she fought, and she fought, and she, she faced a real hard battle. Um, she was convinced that eventually she'd be able to open the candy cabin back up. Um, but 
unfortunately in 2018. Sorry. It's all right. Everyone is intrigued about who the next owner of the candy cabin is going to be and that makes me just so so much more excited for the next owner because the name was on the map from my mum and the service what she delivered throughout the community for 26 years. It's known as Sharon's shop locally rather than its name the candy cabin. So it's actually classed as a competition because there's an entry question to get your tickets entered into the draw. So if you do enter, make sure you know the answer to the question. So you have to enter, you have to answer a question to be entered into the draw. So once you've answered the question, then you can go on and purchase your tickets. So it's two pound a ticket. So one lucky winner will walk away owning the candy cabin for two pound less than a posh coffee. We have got to sell 110,000 tickets in total to make the candy cabin the guaranteed prize. If we fail to do that, which is something I will not be giving up until I will be turning every single stone I can to get those tickets sold. But if worst case scenario, we fail to do that, there still a prize draw goes ahead but for 75% of the cash pot. So the cash pot is currently at about £14,500 already. So even if we don't sell one more ticket, you are guaranteed to walk away with at least £14,500. I believe that both my mum and dad would just love that someone's getting an opportunity potentially that they would have never had before. I mean, who can afford 40% deposit for a, for a property? It's just, for some people, it's just unthinkable. I wish that it would change the winner's life. Well, everybody, we did promise you a marvellous show and we have delivered, isn't that right? Of course, it's us. So next week, we are not in studio. Indeed, we are somewhere else. Where are we, please? We are at Hope Fest at the Hope Mill Theatre doing a live show. Oh! And here's a little bit more information about that. Well, we've got a few people on. We've got Denise Welch, Davina DeCampo, Paz Moore, Mark Bittlestone, <laughs> Sue Davini, Annie Wallace, and the incredible Mark Llewellyn. Hey, so join us next week only on... Your Manchester! I forgot to say it. <laughs>